Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight, season two of Off the Fair Poll. We got myself, we Terps with 17, we got Chopper, we got Derek, and most importantly, we got baseball back. Baseball has returned. Derek is still unemployed, but there will be a season. So at least there's that. Took a while, took a lot of Twittering for, you know, back and forth. There was some chicanery in there, but at the end of the day, we got ourselves a deal, and that means that we get to watch baseball in three days. Did you make up start. a word? chicanery is a real word i've never heard that in my entire life you've never heard chicanery nope that's deplorable it's definitely a word yeah chicanery chop, is chop, I, I feel like chop is that word right there chop's gonna try to use that tomorrow on the radio make himself it's so sound easy like to use. He's, he's smart also starts with a ch not an s i did not know that i thought it was oh, wow. yeah the more you know the more you know but chicanery is in fact a word derek is it why I appreciate it. You know what? I appreciate you guys giving me some new vocabulary, helping me just broaden my horizon. So now I want you, Derek, if you find yourself on the end of a uh, interview this year to try to find a way to fit chicanery in there. I'm just going to tell you straight up right now. I'll forget you, that word by forget. the end of this show. Oh, 100%. Just, I'm just going to use it go. until it sticks in your mind. I'm just going to randomly text him throughout the day, just chicanery. I mean, what the fuck is this? You know. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. I'll try. Anywho, so we got some uh, bad news with Dyer not being here today. He is fighting the, the injury bug, a.k.a. the school germs bug that's going around. That wouldn't be uh, an injury. That's a well, virus. He's no, sick. But if you go by sports terms, it's an injury. It doesn't matter if you're sick or not. No, you still go. You, you still go as sick. Like if, somebody, if an athlete does not play that day due to sickness, it just says they are not. He is a healthy scratch. He, no, he's not. Yeah, he's a healthy scratch. But, but if he's he is sick. out, if he is out for multiple games and he has to go on the IL, what does the I stand for? International. <laughs> international. He has got to go international. Get him out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> send him to send him away. Send him to Canada. Send him to Mexico. Who knows? Um, Chopper, I got some bad news for you too. No, I've been on a quest to find Choppy a New Jersey Devils hat that says hat on the front of it uh they said they they did not have any but they might get somebody into the season so i'm gonna try again all right wouldn't they, they have it on the guy. store by any chance it's a very popular item Man. the hat that says hat is very popular i would imagine so yeah is it more popular than that truly's hat he's got on oh dude let me tell you something yeah please I, do this hat fucks okay <laughs> this hat fucks <laughs> okay i wear this hat i wear this hat i am like Trey songs, man, Mister Steal Your Girl. That ain't hat. happening. So Dude, if that ha if that hat fucks, hat fucks. What, what is the what does the hat hat do? That's that definitely slaps. slays. It slays. It slaps. It slaps. It slaps, and we've got fucks and slaps. slaps. Okay, okay. This is a lot of chicanery going on right now. God dang it! <laughs> Not to be confused with charcuterie. I was getting ready to say that actually. <laughs> That's what I'm going to end up saying is. I would say that. I'm going to just avoid that word, period. So uh, how do you feel like your things went? Well, I felt like there was a lot of charcuterie in the game today. <laughs> oh, is that, is that the board, the coochie board? Y yes, the coochie yeah. board. What a bite. Oh, my oh. God. Get in there. Hey, next time, can you bite it? Like, put, put the other hand underneath of it when you go to bite it, too, please. <laughs> now, the, the, the real question is, can you bite it? 
like they do in the commercials where like they hold it at like that that weird angle so you can like see exactly what's in the sandwich. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you can. Oh, wait a minute. He's got fucking Jimmy John's. Yeah. Oh my god. You think that's oh put your other hand down there. Cup the balls. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Fondling with the grundle. I love it. So good work. So what's more awkward then? Is it like the way like the those like hand models like eat on commercials, or is it when they hold like their cans and sodas like this? So you can see you the can label see the, on it. Yeah. And then they like drink it like like that. It makes zero sense. Wait, hand is when when they do sodas they use hand models yeah yeah you're gonna you want a good display you don't want some mangly hand out there some bear whatever uh, yeah, you don't know. want anthony munoz out there or brian baldinger with their finger that can winter the other way winter gloves on yeah you don't want that you you want you want, you want that pristine hand i guess you know but how much they make how much do you think hand models make I want to know. Annual. We could ask Sean from uh, RJ Show. <laughs> you know that one commercial, the the for the for the whatever kid? the bigger yeah. the the, the sandwich was too no 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 the the one is that what it was maybe the sandwich was too big he had little mini hands. It was that yeah that's funny. But yeah, somebody just said Joe Rogan's hairy ass hands. You don't want to see that out there no. with your on my food. sandwich. I'll pass. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-mm. Man, speaking of Sean's hands, so um, my 12-year-old, we measured his hands after Kenny Pickett. So Kenny Pickett, the, the, the first-round draft pick for this year, <laughs> he measured at 8.5, 8.5 inches. I'm sorry, yeah, 8, yeah, eight and a half inch hands. And the yeah, way I'm they measure is they do tip of the thumb, yeah, tip of the pinky. So the- and my my 12 year old measured and he was 8.8 my 12 year old's got bigger hands than kenny pickett and sean okay hold on i don't have a measuring tape near me i'm trying to see so from the tip of my i'm eight and a half no way, you're way bigger than that, dude. Clip it. Yeah, I'm 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 nine <laughs> that point was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks, Chop. I appreciate you being I'm, honest. I'm I'm nine I'm nine point eight. I have like almost a ten inch. I'm gonna you, see hold on, I'm gonna see if my roommate can bring me a measuring tape. That's gotta be the out of context. Hey man, can you bring me a measuring tape? I gotta measure my hand. From tip to tip. Well, see here's the thing too that I was I've really Chop, have you ever seen me throw a football? Um, yeah. Okay, I can throw a football like really good. Yeah, because you have strong uh, hands. Yeah, it's not about hand size, about grip strength. No, I know, and that's what I was curious about because I heard you guys talking about it too. And I don't know, just to fill you terps in with this. So I don't know if you knew, but I guess the big deal was uh, Pickett from Pitt has small, small hands. hands. Yeah, and they're making such a big deal, which I don't get. And then they compared like. Who was it? Aaron Rodgers, I think, had the biggest hands. Um, and somebody else. They were all talking about that. I I don't get the whole story behind it because at the end of the day, like either you can throw a football or you can't. But does Pickett wear gloves? Is he the quarterback that wears 
gloves on so. his hands? Yeah, I think so. See that I don't I don't get. Uh, I've thrown with wide receiver gloves, and yeah, you you get a really good grip, but I don't feel like if I try to sling it, I don't think it's going to be as good as I can with my regular hand, like no glove on. Mm. I but I've never it. really I, I've never really tested it, but. I mean, I do throw to the combine guy. Well, they're not training any, or the, most of the combine guys are gone. Now it's just regular guys getting ready for pro day. I throw to them. They're two tight ends. And I mean, I have no issues, but I've never thrown with a glove on. I don't, I don't find it necessary. Yeah. I think if it's cold or rainy, you might. I get that. I can understand the rain. Hands, like, uh, you know, if you have small hands. I mean, like, it didn't work out though for Dak, did it? In the He's rain. Got big hands. He has monster hands. I, he not... has the second biggest hands ever recorded in the NFL. Good God. Yeah, behind Jim Druckenmiller. Fat fun fact. That's a name. That is one thing I can say you are very good at, man. You are knowledgeable when it comes to any piece of information out there. Yeah, that's about all I got going for me in this world. And that sweet hat. And this wah, giant. Wah, wah. Oh, oh, yeah. One, hey, get it all the way in. Keep going. Keep going. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a bite. Got oh, some of the juices in there. So they okay, so somebody said it's when he goes to pump fake, your hand can't hold on to it. See, I, I don't mean, he was doing just fine at pit. No, he had a lot of uh fumbles. Yeah. Didn't he didn't he have a shit ton of fumbles? Hmm. Pick it. Not that it's I remember. Like, Not that I remember, but like, you know, Daniel Jones fumbles a lot. Daniel Jones? Oh, wait, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, he does. They, they, they've they got stats that show that guys with small hands don't fumble at any higher rate than guys with big hands, except for Jared Goff. He fumbles at a higher rate. He fumbled 36 times and 38 times in four seasons. So you say That's you lot. think I'm probably at least, you think I'm past eight and a half, so you think nine? We're, no, we're, t- no, we're not talking. <laughs> yeah, I really like, oh, believe you have a small penis. Well, uh, what? Well, geez. Yeah, he, my buddy walked in. He was like, what the fuck? Okay, come here, Seagull. Yeah, I'm at, I'm pretty close to nine. I'm at nine. Oh, wait, hold up. Oh, shit, I'm past nine. Okay, I'm about at nine and a half. Chat, if you want to clip anything, now is the time to do it. Yeah, nine and a half. So that, go from your thumb to your pinky. That's how big your dick is. Oh, so, 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 Derek. Next time, <laughs> next, next time someone says, uh, says, says you're, says you're small, you're like, no, I'm nine and a half. I measured. Yeah, I'm nine and a, what? No, you got to open it up. You're, not, you're, you got to really stretch it out. He, he literally was like this. I was like, that's not how that works. Eight. <laughs> he's eight and a half. Seagulls. Yeah, he's about. Uh, he's. Uh, he's uh. Well, he's also. How tall are you? Five. Five ten. He's 5'10". I don't have a tape measure over here. Eight and a half. Join the festivities. Thank you, John Ramos. Yeah. But anyways, all right, carry on. Um, yeah, so that was the... The oh, average yeah. is six inches for your info. They wanted to share that with you guys. Our hands? No. That's, I'm just being funny. About, They're going along with what we were saying there. I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just making sure that he... Never mind, okay. Yeah, you're good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said the average is six inches. Did the average wiener grow? Oh, did it? Yeah, I thought it was like five something. Yeah, I don't think it, that's right. There's no way the average is six. 
Well, it depends somebody will look it up. Yeah, yeah somebody. Six and, well. six and girthy is, I think, doable, but six and a needle. Yeah, nobody wants that. Mm. <laughs> a needle? Yeah. I'm just going to drink more now. You know, we're just going to. Yeah, it's getting that. It's getting to that point. <laughs> as long as you're big enough for her to bounce on. Yeah. Agreed. We're still talking about hands, right? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to some sports conversation before we get to baseball interesting development with what's going on with russia involving sports and i do want to get your guys take on this um the owner of chelsea football club not a small club by any means is a well-known uh russian oligarch with direct ties to putin supposedly the uk has sanctioned him and has levied some penalties against the Chelsea football club until such time as he is no longer the owner of the club. Those sanctions are a little interesting for how they, how they did it. So this is how it's working out. They are allowed to continue to play. They are allowed to receive broadcast money and they are, and only current season ticket holders are allowed to attend games. They cannot buy new players agree to new contracts, sell new tickets for games, sell club merchandise, and they are not allowed to sell the club unless he hands full control over to the UK government and, uh, and receives no proceeds from the sale. On top of that, all third-party third sales uh, where you can buy like merch are allowed to sell their current inventory but cannot sell any new or custom jerseys or anything with the Chelsea logo on it, as well as their main sponsors, predominantly, I believe it's three industries, the, their main sponsor who's on their front of their shirt have pulled out and have demanded the removal of their sponsorship from the jersey. Derek, from a player's perspective, how would you handle that as a player on a team? Well, see, this is where I'm, I'm kind of confused. So I'm basically... I'm looking at it, and this might not be exactly the answer you're looking for, but the one thing that stands out to me, and I, I'm, and if I say the wrong thing when it comes to what you asked, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, I think that the 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 big thing to me is all these athletes. For instance, I'm going to use Ovechkin as a guy. I'm I hate how they're being treated treated because it's not he had nothing to do with this. That's the thing that kills me is we're punishing these athletes, but it's like they. They have no, they had no say in that. Like Ovechkin could literally sit here and say, which he has, like, we don't want war. We want peace. Th that's all like, what, what else can he do? The rest is not up to him. It's up to his, his government. It, it's like, do we, why would you punish him? Like, what if, you know, Joe Byron over here decides to take us to war and, you know, do something bad or whatever. Now are they going to be pissed? Byron? Yeah, I yeah. did it on purpose. You have not seen that video? You haven't seen the video? We'll show that to you later. But yeah, it's like, so am I going to get punished because I'm I'm in America and, you know, we're going to do stuff like. Well, in this case, it's I think it's even, it's way different. I get what you're saying, but in this case, we're talking about an owner. Like he owns the team. And he, but he, has, he still has no say, like no matter right. what he does. Why, why would you? Well, you well, he's, well, actually, him. well, no, he's a, uh, He's he's one of the he's one of the oligarchs from the original from the fall of the Soviet Union and has direct ties to Putin's and Putin's pockets. So it would be it would kind of be like an 
it would kind of be like okay, someone so on the yeah, right. It would be like someone in the inner circle of Joe Byron, for example. Like if, yeah. if they owned a baseball team. But what I'm getting at is that side apart because I can understand sanctioning him. I get that. But here's the thing: I don't get that either. What he has nothing it's, to do with it. He's not in correct. the country. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you can't. How can you sit here and punish and then somebody? How the hell for, do you tell somebody that they can't profit off what they purchased? That's that. That's the part that gets me. Is that's fucked not, up, man. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. I buy. I spend hundred million dollars on a team, and I go to sell it. I'm taking the money. Yeah, y'all ain't could, doing nothing with my goddamn money. I could see them right. forcing him to sell. Yeah, force me to sell. Fine, yeah. but I'm pro- I'm profiting off this. Yeah, I didn't buy this to sit there and play with myself with it for fifteen Correct. years. And well, the people I feel the worst for are the players. Yeah, but the thing is, like, yeah, they're it, caught in the crossfire because, like I said, exactly. So they cannot. You, they can't if there's if, if there's players entering free agency or entering situation in similar to that in pro football, pro soccer, they can't work on contracts right now at all. The only fans allowed in the stadium are current season ticket holders. That's it. Which granted, there's still gonna be a lot of them, but that's it. Yeah. The biggest thing is um, they also limited them to travel expenses. They're only, they're only allowed to, to spend twenty thousand pounds per away game for everything. Twenty thousand pounds can't have a spread. They can't even have catered meals. Uh, twenty thousand pounds to USD. That is twenty six thousand dollars. So that's like that's like telling that would be like telling who's a comparable size to a foot, to a soccer team. That would be telling like like an NHL team that you can only spend twenty six thousand dollars on transportation per away game. Yeah, like and the hotel flight itself and is food. Sixty grand. Yeah. Dude, I don't like it. I think it's. I'm with Chop on this too. I mean, I know you are as well, Terps. I don't like that you're going to, if you're going to, even if looking at it this way too, if you force me to sell, that still sucks. It's like, I understand was, the force to like sell more than, yeah, but what, that, was, that was your dream to get a soccer team. And now all of a sudden you, you've got it, but thanks to somebody else's actions, I have to force this. I have to be forced to sell. Yeah. And I mean, can I come back? Let's say they war ends and it's peace. They get peace. Can I come back? Or am I, am I, I, well, that's what I'm saying. Can I buy another team? Like, am I blackballed to where I'm not even allowed to be a part of this? Well, supposedly before all the sanctions hit, before this happened, he had been uh, surprisingly shopping the team. So I wonder if he kind of knew this was happening and just didn't get a buyer as fast as he wanted to. I mean, yeah. And now he's locked out. Yeah, I definitely think after, okay, if I hear that, yeah, I think he definitely knew something. But but my thing is like, let, let's say, let's take it from a player perspective because obviously you have, you have experience with that. Let's say I'm gonna make something up now. Let's say when well, you no, were hold to- on. I got I had an incident when I was with the Rangers. Uh, Chop, you'll remember this. Tom Hicks uh, owned the Rangers, the Stars, and uh, fuck, I don't know what the uh, what was the uh, other team. He had a soccer team. Forget it. Let's just say it's Manchester United. Who cares? I just, that's a popular one, whatever. Or no, it was Liverpool. It was a Liverpool. Right. Um, and so he had them and he was taking money from one team to pay the other team and then money from that team to pay for another. And he couldn't get all of his stuff together. So mm. I've been around the situation where he was basically, you got to go. He's, they forced him out. And then he ended up selling the Rangers to the people that own it now. So I, I get that. Uh, it's frustrating as a player. 
uh, to see that because you, me personally, and I still to this day, even when we start talking baseball here in a minute, we're going to talk about this too. I want an owner that wants to be a part of a team that wants to win. If I, if I could be that, like when I retire, I would love to get involved and in, in buy a team or be a part of a, you know, part owner of a team because I want to see my team win. win. I hate when owners are there and they just, it's like, let's just have fun with it. Like, no, fuck that. I want to win. I want you to want to win. Don't you want to be bringing in the revenue? Like you're making money, but why not make more money because you're winning? You're going to create the atmosphere of, of a winning ball club. People are going to want to come there. People are going to want to watch the baseball team. You're going to have a fan base. You're going to have everything. People are going to love you and because you are somebody who actually cares about the team and wants to be a part of it. Somebody that doesn't, to me, feels this way, and I'm sure I can get criticized for it because I live here in Dallas, but Jerry Jones is that guy to me. He does not care so much about winning, I feel like. I know he wants to win, but he doesn't go out and like do something about it. He wants to win his way. Yeah, correct. That's what I'm trying to I try to say it the right way, but you know what I mean. Well, the thing with yeah. these sanctions is it goes beyond just trying to force some for someone out. Like again, as a professional athlete, when it comes to travel arrangements, things like catering, things like being, you know, flights, all of that. How important is that to you in terms of getting ready for a game, um, and such? Like where you stay, how you. you can't really worry about it to be honest because if i'm worrying about that then i'm not worrying about my performance on the field well my question is let's say like everything's going the way it is now but then your team gets hit with something like this and all of a sudden your travel budget goes from gets cut in by 70 percent truly control though you can only control so much so i mean at the end of the day like it sucks that's why you're you're flying commercial yeah these guys are flying commercial now we're taking trains yeah It, it sucks but i mean that's it, it it sucks deep down. That's the only thing I can really say. But you can only control so much. Like, at the end of the day, that's out of my hands. I, I, no matter what I do, it doesn't matter. I can say whatever I want. I can bash them. I can do all that. But it's not doing anything but nothing, really. So they're allowed to continue uh, paying their players. They're allowed to continue uh, paying their staff, paying everybody who's there. Um, Which I don't... I guess them saying they're allowed to is them trying to make it sound in good faith. Like, what are you going to... Were you going to take the player's pay away? These guys don't have nothing to do with the owner. They just work for him. And I don't even know how much he actually has say in who they go and sign and trade for and buy and everything like that. Because remember, you can buy players in in soccer. Um, But like, it's it's shocking to me to see them do this much to a team. And I get it's all about trying to pinch his wallet and trying to make him feel uncomfortable. But I think that you're talking about a guy who's worth north of between eight and fifteen billion dollars. But he can't get any, he can't get to any of his money now. True. Well, he can't get any money that's held outside of Russia. And that's the other thing. It's like, how do you who the, who's how do you freeze somebody's bank account? What right do you what right do you have to take somebody's bank account? It's those countries. That's not us. We're doing yeah, it. We are. Yeah. Well, if they have U.S. holdings. But for for people and for the for over in russia not yeah some of them still have here. u.s holdings yeah oh, okay yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah well yeah. yeah i don't know that's that's why i don't yeah I, i'm like, not gonna try to dive into if, it if, <laughs> if, if derek if, if 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 the u.s found out that you were you were a putin supporter and a a confidant of his and a you know whatever they could they they would 
freeze your assets and your money. I don't know how they would do it. I don't know what right they have. Now you're just basically judging based on your their opinions. I don't know. It's, it, I, I, I understand it. It's a slippery slope because you start going down this road, man. You start freezing everybody's shit for, you know, things you don't like. I think I think my biggest issue with this is not so much punishing him. It's that you're going to have – there is going to be a bunch of people from this team that are laid off just to keep costs affordable. There are going to be player contract issues. You know that just based off of revenue being cut. You're going to have issues in terms of are you going to be able to keep all your best trainers around? How's your ground screw gonna gonna do with with costs? You know the players aren't gonna have the usual fan base there, which is big. Um, there's a lot that's like hitting the players and the staff members of Chelsea, as opposed to hitting him. So it's like that's the interesting part to me is like, yeah, it sanctions him, but in reality, and yeah, he makes money off of Chelsea. Obviously, he's the owner. But at the end of the day, this also is you're getting a big and these players can't they're under contract. It's not like they can just up and leave. It's not like if they disagree with him, they can just go, all right, I'm out. Bye. I'm going to go play for Man United. That's not how that works. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure there's probably ways you can try to get that out since. But it won't be by the end of the season. Oh, yeah. It'd have to be for next season. Like if you wanted out, let's just say hypothetically, you wanted out of the Rangers when all that was going on, because maybe there was stuff going on and you felt like it was not a healthy clubhouse. You can't leave midseason without forfeiting. Right. I don't know. There's people find their ways. I mean, people will sit out so they can, you know, f- renegotiate their contracts and but stuff. They're not allowed to. Yeah, but in this case, Chelsea's not allowed to. Do I know, but I'm saying like that. I know. Oh, that, oh yeah. They can't trade. They can't. They can't do anything. Can't release anybody. Nope. Nothing. Well, then yeah, that's that's a situation I don't want to be in. No, it, it seems like they didn't give the players any outs. Like, I get it if you give the players, like, a, hey, you get a, you're able to opt out while still being paid. Like, if you give something to the players to let them choose, but it just seems like they're just like, oh, good luck. Your owner sucks. Yeah, I mean. Have fun. <laughs> that sucks. I, there's not much I can really say. They seem to be the, uh, the popular, they're one of the popular American choices of, of fans of, of teams to root for. Either that or Tottenham. I can't root for a, as as a lord. I can't root for any of those southern teams. Hmm. Mm. As a lord, did you get one of those uh, twenty five dollar? Now you're a now you're a lord. I, I, I seventy five. I bought a oh, wow. one foot by one square foot plot of land, Derek, in Scotland, and uh, I'm a lord. Do we have to address you by your title now? Is that what you're saying? I I, I would like it. I would like you to uh, address me as. My Lord. Lord Choppy. Oh, Wait, my Lord. My Lord. My oh, Lord. my Lord. My, my Lord. Lord Choppy. You know, I imagine, I imagine, um, Game of Thrones took place in. I imagine Game of Thrones took place in England. I know it was Westeros, but you know, I imagine, I, I envisioned it was in England. In English, yeah, I could see that. So, what would your title be then? My Lord. L- Lord Choppy. King, uh, Lord of the what? What are you Lord of? Lord of the Jimmy John. Yeah. Uh, Host well, of the morning you know, show. I do. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I do go to Gaylord, Michigan every year. So I could be Gaylord Choppy. Wouldn't you be Lord that, Gaylord Choppy? Is that something you really want to be called? Gaylord? I, so. I mean, I like to, I like to, you know, tie everything in with my sponsors. 
Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Lord Choppy. Zero res. Lord. Lord of the. Oh, man. You can legally put that on your uh, documents, can't you? Oh, you know, I think I could. I think you could legally put that on your. You could make the fan pay, write your paychecks out to Lord Choppy. Oh, dude. <laughs> Lord RJ Choppy. I like the sound of that, man. That sounds good. You know, I do think that might be, if I wanted to run for like uh, Congress or something, that might help. People are going to vote doing for that. You're not doing people it. People are definitely voting for Lords. Uh, I want to see. So what else can you use for Lord? Uh, British Lord, title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lord what else? RJ of House Choppy, back to front wiper, truly endorser and cupper of the balls. Yeah, I like that one. Holder of the couch and wearer of the backwards hat. The formal address, my lord. Oh, God. For life. Oh, no. Blue Jackets are getting their shit kicked in, by the way. Oh, man. hate to see it. So did you get the certificate and everything? Yeah, it's, I, haven't, I haven't gotten. My buddy's got it. He got it uh, delivered to his house. Well, I think you got ripped off because I just found one for $33. So. Oh, man. I must, maybe I got a bigger plot of land. Maybe you did. Maybe I had two trees. Maybe you did. You got two trees instead of one tree? That's a small tree. He's got one foot, one foot plot. You got two chains with two trees. There you go. Maybe we should. I got a big oak tree out there, I bet. Hey, you know what? If there are, uh, if they're not expensive, maybe we should all buy a title. We can all be lords. We can be the, the, the lord off the, the lord of off the fair pole. We can all be. Sorry, sovereign rulers of our one by one choppy how do you plan on uh let's hear you let's hear your uh let's hear your next yearly plan for your one by one square foot plot what what what, what are your plans for your land do you have you know your, your economic strategy um your growth oh, strategy like growth i would like to see growth I, I won't be able to uh go visit my land because of the rising gas prices mm -hmm. but um I, I will like to um i like to oh, see a little mean? bit of growth out of my tree constantly grow a lot of greenery I want to be very, very green. No grubs, no mess, nothing like that. I don't want the leaves to fall off. And I do require that it's that its limbs are clipped. Uh, do you weeks. is there room in the defense budget for high quality pesticides? Or are you going more uh No, yeah, you've got to have a huge defense budget. Mm. You've got to have a big defense budget. So you know there's gonna be tons of pesticides, herbicides, spermicides. I mean, everything mm. out there is gonna happen. So only choppy authorized growth will be happening. Right. On your one by one. Yeah, and we're not going to use Miracle Grow. We're going to use Blue Chew. Okay. All right. Okay. So if that, that tree is really going to get, uh, it's going to be a hard nut to crack, if you know what I mean. Mm. Mm. Derek, are you planning on uh, buying land uh, next to Choppies? And will there be a, an integration of land between you two? I'm going to put a fence up and I'm going to put. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else I could put up there. A one a, a one foot fence just like straight across. You should really do this, Derek. <laughs> Buy the tree, and then when you're pitching, that they have to put they you have as to hoist Lord your colors Holland on your uh, <laughs> yes. Have it out in the stands. Somebody's got the flag out there. No, yeah, you, you're gonna have your own coat of arms. You're gonna have a flag, but then like your name when you go to pit when they entering the game, it's not Derek Holland. Lord Holland. Now pitching. Number 45. 
Lord Holland. Yeah, I'm getting my number back, by the way. I'm going to invade your land and take over it. Woo-hoo! Man. That's, I mean, that's how it was back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It was. Well, so. I, mean, I mean, you could also, like, you could have also marry into the family and then just, you know, that's the peaceful takeover. Then the lands become joined with no bloodshed of ants. Yeah. But, you know. So Derek's going the militarized strategy. Choppy just wants trees. I'm taking over the land. Just going full for it. So we should all buy it. We can have a we can have a four a four square a could be uh, a four foot by four sixteen. We can own sixteen square feet. We can be the actually no. We can own more more than that. We can own. Yeah, it's our own game five of by risk. five. Yeah. It's our it's it's our own real game of risk. I like this. I like this idea. Let's get on that. Let's get on that. Anywho, let's get on to the important stuff. Baseball's back. Yes, it is. The soon-to-be Lord Holland will hopefully have a job in the next month or so. Hmm. Um, we will have baseball to watch and stuff to talk about because the CBA is out and there is a lot of juicy tidbits that came out about it. Those in the podcast here, that you can find them under topics in our Discord. Um, if you want to take a look at some of the stuff. But first, saddest change that I see is there will be no more Game 163. Game 163 is gone. Just fine. All, all playoff spots will now be determined through a tiebreaker formula. I'm okay with that. I think I'm going to okay, miss Game so, All right. They're not going to do... So there's no more playoff games? One single game playoffs? There's no more game 163. So there's no more play in to get to the wild card, for example. So it will just be de- it'll just be determined off an algorithm. Mm. I don't know if I care for that. But go on. Um the playoffs have been expanded to 12 teams with the top 2 teams getting a first round bye. Okay? So now we have buys in baseball. All right. Now, how many games is the series? Uh, That I have not seen. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. I don't know. Oh, yes. So the the first round is three games. So the The season ends on a Sunday. You'll play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you start the division series on Friday. No, I would say you start on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm pretty sure there's always going to be a day off after the season ends. Yes. You can't just jump straight into the playoffs that way. Because you got to give them a chance to set a playoff roster. Yeah, but here's the problem with that, though. Like, if you're the one or two seed, you don't play for five days. Well. But you earn that. It gives your guys healthy. Do you want that? Let me ask you that. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, there's two ways to look at it. Because to me, yes, I want it on one side. And two, I also don't want it on the other side because momentum. You know, if I'm a team that's hot in that last month, I want to keep that fire going. For instance, a, a prime example would be the St. Louis Cardinals in 2011. They were the hottest team in base. Same thing with the Giants, actually. Both teams, in 10, 10 and 11, both wildcard teams, they were red hot at the last month, and that's how they continued that fire into it into Braves the uh, postseason. And, yeah, there you go. So I see yes, but I also see no. I want my guys to be able to be rested so you get a full, healthy you know, not off of three days rest or whatever game one 
Scherzer back on the line that didn't have to pitch for, you know, a game that we had to win on 162. So I see the the both sides of it. Looking at it going forward, though, I I still, I don't know. I, I don't know which way I would go because of the fact that I do like having the momentum on my side. And then I also like having fresh guys that got time to rest. So the, the, the playoffs will go as such. The top two division winners in each league will receive first round buys, but the worst division winner and the three wildcard teams per league will play a three game set to advance the division series. The worst division winner will face the final wild card qual uh, team, or the top two wild card clubs will play each other. Okay, so the yeah, the top two seeds they got to buy. Correct. Then the overall number three seed plays the number six seed. Yes. And then the four and five. Correct. And then those winners advance to the division series. And they so they'll reseed. No, there will not be a reseeding. That was rejected. Uh, apparently, the MLBPA pushed for a reseeding, and it was decided that there will not be a reseeding. So the one seed could get screwed, theoretically. Yes, the one seed, yeah. in theory, could get screwed and end up playing the three. But they, I mean, they look at it, though, as they get the bye week or the bye so that I almost said bye week, but they give them that the bye. So that gives them the advantage they feel. Yeah. That's or what, disadvantage. That's, what that's yeah. But I'm saying that's what their argument would be is, well, they got the, the bye, so they get time to get everybody lined up They're how they want to go and, and everybody's healthy and ready to go. Yes. That's, that's how I see that. Okay. I mean, I would like to recede, but I'm not going to lose my mind over it. Uh, starting in I don't 20... know what the owner's issue with receding is. That's a good question. I don't either. That's why, I, again, that's why it comes down to, I'm, I, I have to say it, like, most owners do not give a fuck about their team. They're not in it to win it. Like, in this, per, this is a perfect case of it. Like, you would think they would want the reseeding so that they get a better matchup. Well, the what they get is an estimated eighty-five million dollars additional revenue from having another round of the playoffs. Each owner or for the league? For the league, that's the estimate. That's but it could be more. Thought. Yeah, it could be more. It could be less. Who knows? Um, another interesting tidbit: starting in twenty twenty-three, um, the schedule will feature fewer divisional games. Each team will play one series against every other team in major league baseball from both leagues the exact format is still to be determined i'm gonna have you repeat that one second uh and i i don't know if you guys said this i just saw it in my chat it doesn't matter uh what the seating would be they would still get the owners still get the money money regardless but they care more about the money aspect than the receding aspect right is what i'm getting at yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. now say say what you said a a second ago again my fault i was reading that and i got sidetracked So starting in 2023, well, a bunch of things will be starting in 2023. We'll get to that. But Retirement for me, probably. More, the more interesting one. The schedule will feature fewer divisional games. Each team will play at least one series against every other team in Major League Baseball, including teams from the other league. The exact format to be determined. Dumb. 
So you will play everybody. Dumb. Huh. Dumb. Dumb. All 29 other teams. Dumb. At least once. Dumb. And it's in a series. So if there's 29 teams that you're going to play and you assume that they're all going to be three game series, then you're looking at dumb 87 games will be taken up by that dumb so more than half your season dumb uh look i will say i <laughs> I, I don't like dumb playing your division a billion times i do that's the whole point yeah but it's unfair geography how, wait, is how is that unfair because to, geography should never play into who makes the playoffs But that's why you have divisions, though. You're taking divisions that way and and you're taking the best from those. Well, then why don't you just scratch divisions then? Yeah, exactly. I would do an AL and an NL or whatever, just one league, top 12 teams. Which that's basically how it is. Right now, if you look at how it is, you play every American League team. You play them. Uh, Let's see. You'll play division. You play everybody in the division 18 times. Nine at your place, nine at theirs. Yeah. You play everybody else outside of your division six six times. Yeah. Three there, three here. Leave it at that. You and yeah, you got your interleague like, play. If if you're if you're a team in you know whatever whatever you think the best division in the game is, okay. Uh, if you're a team in that, you know, like didn't the AL East have like four teams with 90 wins last year? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like that's just not fair. Like somebody missed the playoffs. If one of those teams was in the AL, was in the AL or Central. The NL Central or the NL Elite, whatever, you know, they're in the postseason, and I don't think geography should play into that. Well, you could argue that expanding to uh, three wild card teams could do that. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't think it needs to go that way. I mean, it's, I like it how it is. I think it was good how it is. There was no issues. I get it where you're coming from with the 90 win teams and all that. Very, very rarely happens. Yeah. Like, remember, it used to be like 12. Yeah, you played 12 games against everybody. Yeah. So, everybody used to No, before you, there was no interleague. Right. But this was like before they went to the unbalanced schedule. They used to have a balanced schedule in Major League Baseball. Everybody would play 12 games against the their own league. Like, AL, you played 12 games against every AL team. So every team would have two West Coast road swings a year. And they wanted to cut down on travel and the cost. So they went to the unbalanced schedule. So you would have to fly and do, you know, two California trips a year. Okay. I mean, it's... But, I mean, I, I get So wait, it. so why don't we just go ahead and treat it then like the NBA? We're just going to take the top eight teams from each side. You could. You could. I think it's too many, though. We could do the top six teams from each side. That's, that's effectively what you're doing. Well, so, okay. Of. You're still going to run into the same situation. Somebody's going to get screwed. That's not. Oh, the, yeah. They could still like you could have. I mean, this is This would probably never happen, but six teams, in the American League could all win 90 games. You got that one team. that's like 89 or 88 and they can't get in. I mean, that's also just an argument for just realignment, too. Yeah, because but, I mean, it's it's still like, I don't know. To me, it's I like how it's set up. Uh, you know, the West, the East, and all this. I think that's good, but whatever. So also coming in 2023, supposedly will be uh, a new pitch clock. Dumb. Some kind of ban on shapes. Dumb. And larger bases. 
I'm glad we're getting to this part. Pitch clock uh, is the most fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't have I, a problem with it with nobody on base. With guys on base, I got a big problem with it. Yes. I also don't, I don't like it, period, because it's, to me, I don't, I don't want I mean, it's, the playoffs, though. I'll put it this way. The pitch clock's not going to affect me anyway. I'm pretty quick. Right. I saw you. I went to, when you were pitching for the Giants, I went and saw you um, in spring training uh, in Scottsdale. And you had, like, I, there was the pitch clock up there, and you were throwing, you were, you were, Nobody was on base. You were throwing the ball about every eight seconds, literally in spring training. Now, I know it's spring training. You're looking to get the hell that's out a, of there. You no, know, that's how I am in the regular season. I get the ball yeah. and go. Yeah. So I, I get it. I agree. Nobody I'll, on base, I'm totally cool with it. With I'm guys okay with on that. Base, with the guys on base, though, somebody who never played baseball or never pitched came up with this rule. Because with guys on base. The nerd. Whatever it is, yeah. Guy on base, you know, if you're if you're the runner and you have a view of the pitch clock, you know that you can go if the clock's about to hit zero. If you wanted to run, you could time it. Okay, but the only thing is, this is what I don't get. The, the pitch clock, I get it. You're trying to speed up the game. And this is what pisses me off. We try to get faster-paced game. And we've done everything that we possibly could. Into, uh, obviously, now we added the pitch clock. But going from be before that... We were averaging literally 15 minutes at the most cut off of every game. At the most, not even. Well, here's another question. How much of it's going to be enforced? That's the thing, too, is because you're going you to charge that... me a ball? Like, I'm going to fucking lose my shit well, well, if cause... all of a sudden now I, got a, I gave this dude a free pitch like it's a, a Mike Trout, and all of a sudden, you know, for some odd reason, I, I didn't hit the pitch off in time. And now he's got a ball, and now it becomes 3-2 when I didn't even have to throw it, and it was technically 2-2. Like, this shit's going to piss me off. Like, I don't... Well, how like, much know, was it's the, not uh... going to affect me, so I'm not worried about it because I, I pitch fast. I get the ball and go. I just don't... I think having a pitch clock... If we're going to, which we are, have this, having the pitch clock when, when nobody's on, I, I'll, I'll go with that. But if somebody's yeah. on, fuck that. You, that's, oh, that's the most dumbest thing in the world. Yep. Because now I have to I have to focus on not only the runner, but I have to focus on hurrying up and getting the fucking pitch clock. I got to make sure I get the, the ball thrown before we get to zero seconds or else I'm going to get charged. Like, this is stupid. How much do they enforce the one foot always in the box rule? Never. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, are, is it going to be enforced? I have no idea. It's it's. We're literally, me and, uh, I could say it, Matt Carpenter works out with me and Brandon Workman. We've all talked about this. In probably less than 10 years, this game's going to be totally different mm. with all these stupid changes. We're not going to recognize the game of baseball. It's no longer going to be a strategic game. Yeah. You don't think? No. Okay. The prime example is what we were, we're about to talk about, the shift. So there's no... There's nothing out yet about how they're going or what they're going to ban when it comes to the shift. Just that there are plans to ban some aspects of the shift in 2023. No one, I've not seen anything on how they plan to do this. My guess is that it'll be a minimum of two players on either side of second base. That's my guess. 
I don't know how fully they're going to ban it, if they're going to touch outfield shifts, if they're going to touch when you can and can't shift, but there's going to be some kind of alteration to the shift in 2023. Somebody, uh, one of the people in here is saying it's four infielders in dirt. I've not seen you that. You have all four anywhere. on one side. I don't know. Yeah, I've not seen anything confirmed yet. If anyone's seen confirmed stuff, feel free to drop a link in either one of our chats. I've not seen anything confirmed about it. I've just seen I, that. So that's, what, that's what he saw. But yeah, I still I'm not don't discrediting like anything. It. I'm just saying I haven't seen anything. Like I said, I if don't, people have I don't, it, drop it. I want to, you know. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. It's at the end of the day, we're getting away from how we were playing the game of baseball. Watching one of the greatest hitters of our lifetime with Miguel Cabrera beat the shift should tell you everything you need to know. It's, it is, it's incredible. We've talked about this before. It's incredible to hear this guy. Oh, they're going to shift me to the left to pull? Okay, fine. I'll go the other way. Oh, they're going to shift me to go the other way? Fine. I'll pull the ball. That guy works on... He, I'm, I'm not kidding. He works on everything. He is by far one of the greatest teammates and one of the best hitters you'll ever see in our lifetime. He's so oh, he's smart fantastic. and so good at what he does. And that's the thing is what pisses me off is we're going to have these people, these players making comments like, oh, uh, we got to do something about the shift because I can't get a hit that way. Go the other way. There's a prime example. I'm only saying it because he was one of the guys that showed up was Joey Gallo. They had all the position players in the picture. They showed them all of them over, over towards right field. There was literally a whole campground in the left side of the field. Go the other way, bunt, do whatever. Go the other way, it changes everything. The more you go the other way, now we have to defend that. And it's, it's that, that's the thing that kills me is, I hope to God, I, I, no, I'm going to bite my tongue on that one. I'm going to hold that one out. So I, I just hope that we, yeah. the shift is, to me, I don't, I don't, it's a game. This is all about strategy. The, the reason it's just like playing chess. We're moving our guy. Well, you're playing chess to win. That's what you're doing. You're moving your pieces to win. It's also, stopping you. Sorry. Also coming in 2023 are larger bases. Uh, this seems I'm to okay be with a, that. I a love safety that. aspect more than anything else. I, I saw okay. it in AAA. So, I love that. It, so you saw it in AAA? Yeah. Base pass, everything's still the same distance. Nothing changes. How, how, how do they get larger bases? Without them being a few inches closer, you keep the same distance. Everything is still the same. the 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 edge of the bot or the uh, bases are exactly the same distance. It's just a bigger box. So the way I I don't know how to show it. I have to show it to you in person. Everything stays. It's just the base is now a bigger base. So think about being you know first base how it is. Now it's just a little bit bigger. You know more but, maybe to the outside. Same dimensions. Same dimension, just a bigger box in that same area. It does not shorten okay. the distance. And if does that make sense or no? It just means that you know the hole is going to be in the same spot. The base is just going to be bigger. Correct, but it doesn't but affect the distance, closer, right? No, okay. it doesn't affect. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't affect the distance. Like, just imagine the the base where it is. Okay, now let's add two inches to the right and then two inches to the top, so it's longer in that way. Does that make sense? So yeah, it's still okay. at the same distance. It's just longer. On the, on the on the off sides, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So it's not going to be a perfect square anymore. It, no, it is. It's just, it's... I, I wish I could show you, like, I, it, it's hard to sit here and try to explain it. I'm not doing a very good job of 
explain just imagine the same base it's it's still a square it's just that one section stays here and this goes from here to here now and it's just a bigger square does that make sense oh so yeah. the hole just gets shifted just a little bit no the hole can stay the same well no where the hole is on the bottom of the bag would shift yeah a little yeah, bit. yeah yeah yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 but 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 what okay. this is doing is adding its safety the, okay, for those that are asking too, it's all safety. That's why yeah. people are getting their ankles rolled and and stuff on the bag because of where the first baseman stands. It's just more of a safety thing. It's not a. Yeah. It's it's not doing anything crazy. Why don't they go to the softball two bags on first base? Well, they want to do it for every bag. That's the thing, though. Yeah. No, I get that. It, it's a solution to do every bag. I think is the. Um. Is yeah, it's just safety. It's it's just yeah. for safety. It's just to make sure everybody's good in that aspect. I think that yeah, I think I think that's a very minimal change that's gonna that no longer could we could see some big changes in terms of injuries going down. A big change with this, the really big change though, is starting in 2023, the MLB goes from a year long uh, moratorium to a 45 day window to implement rule changes. Prior to the CBA, the MLB could implement a new rule but had to give a year's notice. This going forward, starting 2023, they only have to give a 45-day notice hmm. for a rule change. All right. I mean, I, I think they need to do it. All those rules changes need to be in the offseason. They shouldn't be able to change the rule in the middle of the year. Moving on with that, the minimum salary increases to 700000 in 2022, $720,000 in Seven sixty and seven eighty in twenty twenty six, respectively. So quite a big jump there. The competitive ba balance tax goes to two hundred thirty million this year, two thirty three next year, two thirty seven twenty twenty four, two forty one in twenty twenty five, and two twenty six and twenty uh, and two forty four in twenty twenty six. And they're adding a fourth luxury tax level added at the sixty plus million dollar base threshold, which is jokingly being called the Steve Cohen tax because why do we want player people to spend money? Because, you know, we want to keep things competitive. Or maybe just spend money on your team. Nothing there seems really crazy, crazy. More just things that needed to happen. Keeping up with inflation, getting pe people paid more is always important. And the CBT getting a little bit larger will allow some teams to spend a little bit more if they so choose. Uh, which I think is a good thing. But again, Derek, your point stands. These teams still have to be willing to spend and want to win in order for that to matter. And that's the thing. Like... We're going to always, no matter what we sit here and say, what we talk about, it's always going to come back down to just getting owners to spend, you know, get yeah. the product out there. And I, I mean, I, I hope one day maybe I do get to work towards, you know, being around the front office and helping and being around the owners and maybe being a part owner of a team. But God, man, they got to, you, you got to go after the talent. If you want to fill your stands, you got to get the product on the field. Plain and simple. Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, and, and you know, too many owners, I think, are are scared to – they're, they're scared to take the risk. They don't care about winning enough. They care about just owning the team. They care about having just that other, you know, little little notch on their belt. They, they, oh, I own a Major League Baseball team or I own an NFL team. Yep. But, you know, these – these I, I got to say, like, the, the people who think salary cap is the way to go, well, my team can never compete. They don't compete with a salary cap either. The only reason why it works in football is because I love that you're saying this. The only reason it works in football is because all you need is a quarterback. 
And it doesn't matter where that quarterback is. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Peyton Manning in Indianapolis, uh, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. You get that quarterback. It doesn't matter what town it is, and he's all that matters. Does anybody, you know, the NBA is a salary cap. Does that help in Sacramento? Does it help Indiana? Does it help Minnesota? Does it help, I mean, any number of teams that never win year in and year out? Charlotte, New Orleans, those teams ever win? Why does Milwaukee win? Because they got Greek freak. That's why. You know, no one's lining up to sign in Portland. They're not going to sign in, in, uh, in uh, salary caps don't help small market teams. Mm, thank you. I'm not, I, I don't even say anything. It's just, I do want to say this notion that it, because it works in football. Of course it works in football. All you need for it to work is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That's it. I, I do want to say this because it was brought up. Like, Pirates won't spend. Diamondbacks won't spend. Rockies won't spend. Rays won't spend. Marlins won't spend. Just to name a few of those teams. The one thing I want to say is how long are the Rays going to be able to do what they're doing without spending? Yeah. Yeah. The analytics, the analytics side is going to change real quick. I'm telling you, it's a phase. It's going to come and go. Well, even you got teams like the Rangers spending now too. I mean, they were notorious non-spenders and now they're throwing the bank. Yeah. Because so, they realize like if we want to keep up and we want to, you know, we just bought this brand new stadium. We want to get people in it. We got to go spend. Choppy's eyes just lit up like something crazy just happened. What happened? Well, I ordered uh so I'm going to Cancun here in a little bit. Yeah. And I ordered a uh I ordered a matching top and bottom. Oh. It's like one of those shirts that you wear undone. You know, yeah. usually you know, and the picture came with a ni- a nice model with abs, but whatever. The thing is vacuum sealed. It came vacuum. Look at that print. I like that print. I like I, it. I like that too. Yeah. Hold on, I want to say this too, because this chop, this is going towards you. Uh, and yes, also first I do want to say, yes, the Rays are on the fine edge of wearing down their farm, which is true. Um, the salary cap, those are nice, nice trunks. The salary cap, this is for you, Chop, and and obviously uh, Terps, if you want to dive into this too, feel free. Salary caps don't help small markets, but revenue sharing does. Why NFL and NBA will always be more competitive. Are they really? They're not more competitive. And, and, and the revenue sharing, it does help Major League Baseball. There's revenue sharing Major League Baseball. They're able to share like the crap. They're able to share uh, all the time. Like there's each team gets like $75 million out of the national TV deal. And that's before the expanded playoffs. Yeah. You're going to get more money. It, it again comes down to do the owners want to pocket that money or do they want to reinvest the money in the team? And that's up to the ownership group. But like, the fact of the matter is what Derek said is right. And it's not just a baseball problem. This is a problem across all professional sports. It's if your owner is owning a team as a trophy, they're not going to spend. They'll spend the minimum it takes Correct. to upkeep the team. Correct. And again, that's not a, I don't want it to make it sound like it's a baseball problem because it's not. There are, there are tro- there's trophy ownership across all professional sports across the entire world. Um, but... Okay. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off with this. Yeah, yeah. This is, dives right into it, too. NBA is not competitive. It's always the same teams it's making not. the playoffs yeah. every single year. It's that is a fact. Right. It's also been the same teams pretty much in the NBA finals for the past yeah. few years, too. Now, or past few years. Uh, obviously, with the exception of the Greek freak winning, that's a different story. But that doesn't happen very often. And yeah. you can... I don't know if you could, could you technically say the same thing about the NFL? 
It's the same teams in the playoffs. Well, I, I mean, it's the same quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. been Manning, Brady for 20 years. You know, they they were there for like 20 years straight. This is the uh, first year we really got anyone new new. Yeah, that was really what was. all the hype was about. Was you got, yeah. but then again, you can make a strong argument. I'll bet both those guys are back. What do you mean, like back I'll bet next both year? Both those quarterbacks are back in the Super Bowl at some point. Yeah, uh, I'd say one of them, at least I one. Like, yeah, I don't. I think uh, you have the better chance of it being Burrow than you do Golf. But I still think both. There's, I still no, think no, no, both you're, have you're, the ability. You're, you're, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. Think, you're 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't mean it like. No, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I know what you're well, saying. We look at if you look at. How much time each one has left? Yeah, Burrow's the obvious. Yeah, that's why yeah, I was. Yeah, that's yeah, where no, I was yeah. going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think that both those quarterbacks are capable next year to both be in it again, provided the teams there or their pieces are there. But yeah, I mean, it's again, it comes down to the owners have to want to spend on the team because the yes. the president and the GM can want to spend all they want, but the owners don't want to open the pocketbook. The owners don't want to open the right. pocketbook. That's it it doesn't matter. Out of all the sports, which ones do you think has the hardest chance to make the playoffs? Right now, basketball. If you're if if you're not in there, are if you're not in the top sixteen already? Yeah, but what I'm meaning by this though is you're seeing it's it's the same teams. It's you have a better chance seeing other teams in. I'm going to use baseball because that's what I think is the right one in the playoffs. Baseball's the I easiest like- one. Yeah. Because there's multiple, there's different teams. I feel like every year. Correct. Yeah, that I agree with. Baseball. And I there's think, very rare. Do you see a back to back in well, the world? You could also too. argue hockey. Yeah, yeah that's hockey what it is. Yeah, there's Hockey's a fair amount of fluidity with hockey. There's more teams though. That's the only thing that's different though with the other sports. There's more teams in the playoffs in these other sports than there is in baseball. True. Yeah. That's one it, thing it, that stands it, out. Um. Another quiet thing that happened in this agreement um, over the next five years, Major League Baseball will host games in Mexico, Asia, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, London, and Paris. Love that. That's, I'm good with that. Um, growing the game is important. The fact there hasn't been a game in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic and recently is, I think, criminal if you consider where a lot of the talent comes from um, and also a huge baseball culture there. Um, was it Montreal that played games in Puerto Rico one year? Mm-hmm. Yep. But I do want to, Terps, I want to add this because it, it's popping up now uh, from another, the same person that was making the comment earlier about the revenue. It says, if an MLB team make, gets $75 million from revenue sharing, then how does a team like the Brewers spend $110 million in 2018 and operate in the red and lose money? Because the, the money's pocketed. And you're... Well, yeah, you, you can move money around, right? Like, yeah. you can... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, because you can make the same argument. How does Rutgers Athletics, when they make $60 million a year from the Big Ten TV deal, still operate in a negative balance every single year in the Big Ten? Funny, you could, you could do a lot of funny things with your taxes. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know the answer to that with the Brewers and how they, how they operate in the red. But, yeah, I mean, every team is getting a boatload of revenue sharing every single year. You know, but that's, you know. I get what he's saying, teams, though. What's that? I do understand what he's saying, though. Yeah. Now, like, there's my issue is there is no law that says you have to take all the revenue sharing and put it into payroll. Correct. It just has to go into your team. So they could theoretically build a new minor league facility and say 
that is putting the money back into our into our organization. And they would be right on that one. But yep. I would like to see it, you know, you, you, I would like to see them put a certain percentage you must put into major league payroll. Yeah, te- you know, 50% or 40%, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever percentage you guys want to agree to, that has to go into payroll. And maybe, and, and who knows, maybe I'm going to use the Brewers as an example because I don't know. Maybe the Brewers are putting a lot of money back into payroll. They might have debts elsewhere that we don't know about that they're still paying off. So that's the thing. It's like until these teams fully open up their books, which most of them never are, it's impossible for us to really gain where those debts are coming from, where the expenditures are and seeing what should and shouldn't be there. It's probably, it's probably, most of these teams are privately held company. And and yeah, I mean, that's kind of what everyone you see now. Should I? Uh, so I should be more upset at my owner than for pocketing money than putting it all on the field? Yeah, I mean, that's how it is in every in every sport. Uh, again, this is not just a baseball issue. This is in no means just a baseball issue. It's it's an all professional sport issue. If you're if if you own a team for the purpose of making money and or status symbol, yeah, you're gonna take that money and you're gonna say, cool, I made seventy five million dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna put the bare minimum into making sure my team continues to run, and then I'm gonna take that rest of the money and I'm gonna pocket it somehow. It's just how it is. Like that's Derek's right, and he said it a few times already this podcast. It it's up it's up to the ownership the ownership or the ownership group to ensure that money is being spent in the proper ways speaking of money being spent they released uh also in the cba are the new bonuses um that are, there's a new 50 million dollar bonus pool that is put out um the payouts are as follows the mvp Cy Young winners get 2.5 million dollars a piece the MVP Cy Young second place get $1.75 million a piece. Third place gets $1.5 a piece. And fourth and fifth gets $1 million a piece. Um, Rookie of the year gets $750,000. Rookie of the year second place gets $500,000. Um, if you make the MLB first team, you get a million. If you make the MLB second team, you get $500,000. The rest of the $50 million pool is distributed based on war. However, you can only get one bonus. So you cannot be both the Cy Young money recipient and the rookie of the year recipient you get the higher paying payout of the two so for example this is impossible but Derek if you were to win the Cy Young and the rookie of the year because somehow you go back in time this season you would only get the 2.5 million dollar payout you would not get the seven hundred fifty thousand dollar payout as well changed my name to Herrick Dolan this year so that's why (laughs) what a rook give him hell rook give him hell (laughs) yeah that's I like it I think that's cool they deserve it. Yeah, and then of course, giving out the rest of the money based off war is uh, interesting as well. And yeah, you can only you can only win one. So I guess really, it pays to be first team over rookie of the year in terms of monetary value because you get a million versus seven hundred fifty thousand. And you're gonna get something anyway after that. So oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Pretty much most most of the time, it's like they try to hurry up and lock you up before it gets too crazy. Continuing on with the with the changes, uh, of course, Universal DH is here. We all saw this coming from miles and miles and miles away. Derek, no more hitting for you. Dumb. Do you not like this? No, I'm just kidding. I'm okay <laughs> with it. I I mean, it's cool. I enjoyed you know being able to do it. I can actually say that I got to do it, so that was cool. Um, I'd rather let somebody like a Nelson Cruz come up and hit for me. Yeah, it's 15 simple. extra jobs. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's true. Joe Byron already took credit for that too. Extra jobs. I he don't know what that means. We're gonna, we'll, we'll, have, we'll show you later. Okay, yeah. fine. Joe Biden Thank is you. taking credit for giving more jobs now since the DHs. Extra Fuck. 15 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Extra 15 jobs. Yeah, I, think uh, I, I like that. I think it's good for the game. Uh, it definitely, like Chop said, it creates more jobs, creates more opportunities, helps those National League teams go get themselves a DH that, you know, that was something that they couldn't, you know, get a guy like, right. you, know, you don't want to have Nelson Cruz out in the outfield, but you can't play him in, in National League. So let's get him in the DH. Now, now anybody can do it. Yeah. And, and I think you might actually see more DHs, but I also think it's kind of going to turn into a thing where you're going to see more of the opportunity of giving guys time off, but still letting them hit. Yes. If that makes sense. Not wrong. I mean, I mean, Choppy's right too. I mean, I, honestly, it lets you truly platoon in the National League as well. Yeah, I'll tell you what I would like them to see them do, though. What? And, um, you know, look, I think one of the major things that I miss about old school baseball is pitchers going deep in the games. You ain't going to see that. And I, and I think what they need to do is they need to tie the starting pitcher to the starting DH. Your starting DH can only hit as long as the starting pitcher is in the game. And you want to talk about, now, like, Shohei Otani is coming up third in the in the sixth inning. It's the third time through the order. Your pitcher is going out there again. I think they should tie the DH to the starting pitcher. Ooh. Now Ooh. you can you know once that starting pitcher comes out of the game, you don't lose the DH. You just lose your starting DH. Now you could either pinch hit and and do, you know, put a you know a new DH in a secondary DH, or you could have it go back to like the NL rules where you just have a new pinch hitter all the time. Do a defensive shift. Yeah, you could just shift them out and shift them back. I guess technically, this is the thing. Okay, I want to add this too because people are putting it in here. What if he gets hurt? <laughs> But if who gets I'm, hurt? I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about the pitcher hitting. I I personally, I don't get it. Like, we spend so much time. When I was in the National League, we spend so much time doing the hitting stuff. So it's like, I don't know how you are getting yourself hurt. Because if you look at it, position players go out there and do this every single day. We go do the exact same thing as pitchers. We get to take BP every day, work on bunting every single day. Really? We did the whole show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day you were bunting. Just in bunting the NL, and hitting. In the, yeah. Never did it in the American League. Unless the only way we did it in the American League was when um, you were about to face, you know, you're going on an interleague. They're going to start a week out. All right. We're going to start taking BP, get you ready. That's it. Interesting. But National League, it was every day. You had Your name was on the chart. The only way you wouldn't have to go, and that was optional for you, was bullpen day. So if I had a bullpen, all right, I'm not going to go out there and I'm going to do all my other shit. Everything else, I'm hitting. So uh, let's touch on something else here that has to do with owners not wanting to spend in tanking um, or just not wanting to spend in general. The MLB is instituting a draft lottery. Um, how this draft lottery will work. The top six picks 
going forward will be chosen through a lottery process. All non-playoff teams has a chance at securing one of those picks. If a small market team gets a lottery pick in two straight drafts, they are ineligible to pick higher than the 10th in the next draft. If a large market team ever has a lottery pick, it cannot pick higher than 10th in the immediate following draft. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. Um, let's see. What yeah, else? Is... You'll never see any of those kids anyway, unfortunately. True. I don't pay attention to that part. Um, in effort to curb service time manipulation, the league will award compensa- uh, um, two compensatory, I can't talk, draft picks to teams who carry players who finish top three in rookie of the year or top five in Cy Young, Cy Young or MVP voting on their opening day rosters. Also, the top two finishers in the rookie of the year voting in each league will receive a full year of service time, regardless of if they played the full year or not. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah, that, that I respect it. So Wander Franco, did he, where did he finish in the rookie of the year? Uh, Did he win it? I think he, no, didn't Shavari, however you say his name, didn't he win it? Wander Franco finished third. Randy Rosarena won it. Luis Garcia came in second. So those two would be issued a full year service time. Wander Franco was third in the American League. This could be really good. Um, it's going to be able to show you if your top picks are are good or not. Yeah. You're going to see the fast tracks. But it also hurts guys like myself, veteran guys. True. Yeah. So retirement could be coming quicker than we think. <laughs> I'll be working with Choppy. You know, the good news, though, the good news, though, for you is the minimum salary. Your minimum salary is different than what they've been negotiating, right? Yes. So the well, minimum. No, no, there's no minimum is. There is no minimum for like guys like myself or anything like that. We feed off of, so I, I'll make this up. Um, Matt Moore, lefty. Whatever. Okay, let's say he signs now. All right, he signed with Texas Rangers for one point five. He set the bar now for relievers. Guys are going to be compared to that. So now it goes okay. For me, how was my numbers compared to his? Okay, maybe my numbers were better. All right, then I can get paid more. Now it becomes how much more? And then I become the new bar for another guy. So it's all, they're all connected to comparison-wise like that. So like I know uh, when I got my contract with, um, shit. With the, uh, well, I'll just use the Rangers, for instance. When I got my contract then, I was compared to uh, Chatwood, right-hander. Now, we sit here and we're going to be like, okay, that's interesting. He's right-handed, you're left-handed. There's definitely not the same. But our numbers lined up pretty similar is where they go with it. Now, I hate that because, again, yes, he's right-handed, I'm left-handed. I should be compared to another lefty similar to me. So that's yeah. some of the things that they do. They take that into consideration of how we're going to pay you. 
So for me, uh, I think a good comparison I might see, well, I don't know, actually, because my second half is what helped me so much. Otherwise, I don't know. I could technically, I, I don't know. It just all changes in that aspect uh, when it comes to that. Like, do, does it make sense? Like how I'm trying to say this? It's always going to, like, there is no minimum. It's just a bar that you have to follow. Got so it. let's say, you know, let's say you sign for 1.5 and Terp signed for 1.4. Now I'm in between. I've got better numbers than you chop, but I don't have better numbers than Terp Terps. So they're going to try to figure it out that way. Now we're going to try to put it in there and I'm going to probably end up in between your two money value. Gotcha. By the way, did the Rangers really just sign Matt Moore to 1.5? No. Okay. Thank God. So uh, another big change coming is... Players now can only be optioned to the minors a maximum of five times per season before they must be exposed to waivers. So no more repeatedly optioning over and over and over and over. You can do it five times as a team, and then you must put them on waivers after the okay. fifth time. The next change, which might cause a little bit of controversy, we'll see what everyone thinks about this. Uh, starting immediately, teams are able to sell advertising patches on uniforms and on helmets. The advertising on the uniform will be in the form of a patch um, and decals on batting helmets. Yeah, I saw that. I don't care about that. Uh, it's going to be weird, I think, with the logo, but you know, the decals on the batting helmets, I mean. Not NASCAR. I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. I, because the uniform, to me, it's just historic. It's the name it that's it. I don't want to see, you know, trojan on the back of mine yeah or you know whatever i think it depends on if there's a limit to how many you can have or how big the patches are as well yeah that's <sighs> so would it like, technically you know, be let's, let's, you know, let's say like you're you know the the dodgers get um sponsored by at&t and they put the little at&t globe on the back of their helmet with the number or on their go. jersey sleeve yeah, like that's no one's gonna notice that. Yeah, but it's just not like I don't know. Wait, NHL helmets have that on there? Yeah, I mean a lot of leagues do. I mean, well, I know like basketball has like the little you know Mavericks have five. Is it five miles or whatever it is? Yeah, I mean soccer. It's right in the middle of the fucking. It's their it's their entire jersey. Yeah. yeah see, I don't that's want the most. I don't know, want. I I mean this whole time I kept thinking that. Uh, you know, years ago, I thought Ronaldo played for B Win. I was like, "Who the hell is B Win?" Or Emirates? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the actual team logo is this tiny little crest that's like up here, and that's it. That's all you saw. Ooh, that's this is actually a good point. What about uh, if we did patches? Could we do our charities on there? I think it's team though. I don't know. I know. I know that. Yeah. I'm just saying that that would be. I like that. But I. So I just, it's to me. I, I do. I think it's dumb. We don't need to destroy these uniforms. I, I love how that is. So here's the big reason why the NBA is the latest league to add jersey advertising. Um, and in the 2021-2022 season, it raked in an additional $225 million in revenue. Well, it's definitely going to bring in money. Yeah, that's the... But, okay, the, is that going to be money that we're going to actually get the owners to spend towards players? Right, no. that's... Yeah. But, like, you know, like, a team like the Yankees, you know, the, the amount of, you know, 162 games... With the, with the amount of exposure that that team gets, they're going to make $200 million alone 
on their sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. Again, big market teams will get richer. Yeah, and you're not, and they don't have to spend. And also, teams like the Pirates, they could still get money off of this and oh, yeah. still not spend. So no, I, I think that's dumb. I think that there has to. I think Choppy is right. I think there has to be some kind of rule in place as to how that revenue is spent. I mean, it's already bad enough with st- like because I just saw this in here too, and it made me think of it. It's bad enough with stadium names now. We don't have the old original like Forbes Field or uh, Comiskey. Well, Comiskey Park or um, you still have Wrigley and Fenway. Yeah, yeah, but Wrigley's named it or Gum. True, but, but it's always things- been Wrigley though. Yeah. But in Fenway's always been Fenway, but you're not like Yankee Stadium. Still Yankee Stadium. Ah, uh, yes, it's new, it but it's still Yankee Stadium. Yes, but it's still. Are you digging into your ass crack or what? What's going on over there, Chop? Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You putting that in your butthole? No, but I, my, I had a just an absolute crusher of a leg day yesterday. Oh God, I am sore. We'll, we'll get to your, We'll get back to your workout. Um, yeah, like another one, ballpark in Arlington, now Globe Life Field, yeah. the Globe. Or actually, is it still called that now? It's something else, isn't it? Globe well, Life park. Field, yeah. Is it, isn't it a park now? Or is it just field? the original. Oh, you're Actually, right. you're Dodger, right. Dodger Stadium's still the same. Yeah, oh, it's it called is. the Gilf. No, that wouldn't be right. Globe, no, that's not right. Can't be called the Gilf. I was thinking, well, they wrote, it's called the GILF, but. The oh, GLF. Guys, yeah, but it's, yeah. He said they, uh, Game Chaser said you guys say that on the fan. No. Well, they well, may on other shows, but not, not well, ours. Well, GILF is something very different. Well, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, going back to the rule changes 2023, this I just saw. I skimmed over it, but the rule changes will be transitioned based off of a committee of four active players uh six members from mlb and one umpire wait say that again so there will be a rules committee to oversee the changing of the new rules and everything like adopting new rules like the pitch clock base size defensive positioning and automatic and automatic strike zone because we have to have that apparently because robots are going to rule the world um okay hold on Let's just shut that down real quick. People need to understand. Fans need to understand. We do not want robots for the strike, for the umpiring. So terrible. You have to understand. If people actually believe that umpires are, I mean, uh, robots are going to solve this umpire thing, you're fucking out of your mind. You got to understand. Well, to give you the reason for this, Imagine, okay, I'm going to do this again like we did. A cube. All right, we got the three-dimensional cube. It can go everywhere. Yeah. If it clips any piece of the cube, it's a strike. You will be seeing bounce curveballs for strikes. People don't understand. You're going to see two seamers that literally clip the very front corner. And they go completely into the other batter's box. That is a strike. If you think bitching about it now is bad, it will be 1,000 times worse. I have a question. I so, hope I have an answer. Okay, so let's say that you're in the lefty batter's box. My two-seam runs into the 
Lefty's batter box, and it catches the front end of the zone and registers as a strike, but it also hits you. It's a strike. It's already you. You said the first part. It's registered a strike. It's a strike. So even if it hits you, yep, it will not overrule that strike call. Hmm. Provided you're in the box, that's, not I mean, like a, uh, not, not reaching for or anything like that. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I that's a that's a really good question. Or like a back foot slider that could catch the zone. Yeah, yeah. A Carlos Rodon pitch. Yeah, yeah. That's a strike. I think it automatically has to be called a strike because it crossed the plate before it hit you. That's the only thing I could think of. That would be the only argument. I think they would have to institute a, if it hits you and you still made an attempt to avoid it, then it should be a hit by yep. pitch. Yeah, but you're going to have to. On that. Yeah. You're, you're going to have, okay, you got the hitters taking that side. Now you got the pitchers taking the other side. Well, it crossed the plate before it got to you. True. So who's right? That's that. That's, I'm not what saying happened? that in like a. The, I know. And the only thing I could say is the argument's going to be, well, what happened first? Did it cross the plate or did it hit you? Yeah. Well, cross the plate easily. Had okay, to be. then there you go. Yeah. But if so, it hits you, but if you're sitting back in the box and it hits your back foot six inches in the batter's box, that, like, that's just where it gets interesting for me. Is like, uh, that's a, uh, I mean, that's a strike. Because that's going to cause so many issues. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I think one thing that needs to be taken out, and I agree with this too, <clears throat> take out the K zone. Thank you. I call really? it the magic window of destiny. The, I hate the it. Only, well, this is my only reason for it is because this is where the robot bullshit comes into play. Yeah, it is. It really is. You take that out. Now we don't have anything. We don't well, have to worry about it. Also, I have always said, I said this on the podcast a long time ago, uh, like one of our first episodes, we talked about this. And I said then, and I still believe now that it's t also teaching kids what a strike zone isn't because it's giving them this, this fixed point in space. That's not always reliant on the size of the batter. That's there. hundred percent. It also does Altuve, not. Take, yeah. Altuve strike zone is not the same as Aaron judge. Right. And it's, and it's also not taking into account how individual umpires call the game, how a catcher frames a ball, how, whatever else happens. If you just go by the K zone, then it, you have this arbitrary view of the strike zone is this box and that's it. Mm -hmm. How my catcher frames the ball is irrelevant. How Joe West is calling the game that particular day is irrelevant. How batters have been swinging at runaway pitches becomes irrelevant because if it's not in that perfect box, it shouldn't be called a strike. And here's the thing to argue with you on that is what I was brought up when I first got to the big leagues in 09, it, and it wasn't like anything crazy. I always remember hearing Millwood or the other guys that were, you know, pitching talk about, okay, Joe West is behind the plate. We're going to have a little bit of a bigger zone, or he might have a tight zone today. we got to feel him out. We'll figure it out. And then we can make the adjustments we needed. That's the thing too, that people got to understand is each umpire is going to be different. Some umpires call the high strike. Some umpires call the low strike. Some umpires call the inside corner and don't call the outside corner. Like all that plays into it and that to me that's what makes this so good with the umpires being back there is each yep. guy's different you're going to have a different zone you have to make the adjustments we get paid for that that's what we get paid to do is make the adjustments on the fly and make those pitches the other thing too is uh somebody put in here take out super slow-mo replay no that's the reason for that is to correct those calls for instance a a play at the plate, a play at second on a stolen base. That gives us a chance to make the actual right call. So there's no reason to take that out. Now, 
I, I mean, I don't, I don't see anything that you would have to take that out. I don't get it. And it's I, funny, I, like everybody says, oh, anybody can ref in slow mo. That's not necessarily true. Well, things you also have to be reviewed. Is, like you have to ask correct. for a review. But there's also camera angles that we don't get to see, or I should say, you guys don't get to see on TV that they have. We have that uh, what is it, uh, Hawkeye yep. that's up in the that's yeah. in the sky. The people watching TV don't get to see that. That's for umpires and all that other shit. Yeah. Because there's camera angles that you guys don't see. Now, I would say if it was possible, get the camera angle like Tampa does that has one directly over home plate. That would be a good one to have too. Because there's sometimes, yes, the angles are a little tough to see. So that does help. Uh, Well, that also becomes... I I will say... say, Okay, never mind. He's saying... Okay, I apologize. TJ, I got you. He's saying don't we don't need to show the super slow mo to the fans because that's where everybody thinks that they're. A, a, well, I think a, also there are some things that you don't need to show. Like I get it, like showing a check swing seventeen times super slow mo because that's not getting yeah. overturned. Like yeah. it's not getting overturned. Plus, it's too hard of a of a call to make even in, in 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 real time. That you know, try to dissect a bad check swing call. Where that? Yeah, yeah, it takes way too long. I mean, you could go through every check swing call, and if by the time you were done with it, every umpire in the league would be blind and terrible. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's it's so arbitrary as to... Now, granted, there are some egregious ones that are missed, but that's the same as any other... That happens in every sport. Exactly. But the vast majority of them, I think the non-reviewable plays being showed super slow-mo, over and over and over and over can be detrimental, that's for sure. And I would, to be honest, I would even go to say that the umpires are usually, I would say they're about 90, close to 95% of the time, correct. Yeah. There's very, very few small, uh, small um, misses. Well, and the few times that there are major, major misses, that's when you do have the replay being, being used as it's intended to be used. Or, hey, you really missed this call here, but don't worry, we got we got you. Like that's why replay is here. You could have missed it for whatever reason it is. Um there could also be a situation where the flip side is people think an umpire's terrible because he missed a really close call at home that for a second cost their team the game. But if you're talking about a play that's happening in a matter of milliseconds, human eye can only see what the human eye can see. Yeah. Like you, we've all seen some bang bang plays in every sport where it's like, oh my god, his foot is inbounds by a grass by a grass blade, and that's it. You wouldn't see that otherwise. No. Like, yeah. or his hand beat the glove in by literally a quarter of an inch. That's very, very, very hard to pick up. It is. If you can't get it in real time, after watching it thirty times. I don't think you can complain about the umpires. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. No. We're all going to make mistakes. And that's where the replay gets to to correct Mm -hmm. that. Yep. But to sit here and say that we need robots is absolutely just stupid. Dumb. I agree. (laughs) I got to use dumb just because I've been saying it the whole time. I just, I, I wish. And I, I, I hate that I'm repeating myself, but I wish people would understand the cubicle effect when it comes to balls and strikes. Until people actually see it and understand it, 
They're going to continue to say, we need robots. We need robots. No, we don't. I promise mm-hmm. you, robots will make this game even worse. Yeah. And, Atlantic League, they tried to do it. It was awful. It was a disaster. Yeah. The uh, average games were five and a half hours. Or f- five hours, sorry. Five hours. Because of that. Seems a little excessive. Um, yeah. Just, just a little bit. The other, the other thing that I had to experience, too. Uh, or Sorry, I, I almost had to experience. Uh, you could only pick off to first base three times. After your third one, if you don't get them on the third try, it's an automatic balk. God. I'm making you try three times then. Yeah. It was I'll, ridiculous. The payoff there is huge. I was getting ready to do the rehab assignment, and as soon as they told me that, I said, yeah, I'm not fucking throwing here. This is stupid. It's crazy. And there was, there was some other issues that they had too, and that's why I was like, yeah, you, either you send me up or we can just go ahead and send me out. I'm done. I'm not doing that. If that's what this game comes to, that's absolutely stupid as fuck. One guy that I want to talk about is Carlos Rodon. Um, I, I think he's going to be a hot commodity, <clears throat> obviously, after his, his fucking stellar year. Uh, he is one of my best friends. He's a great dude. Works his ass off. I can speak very highly of this guy. The thing that, and I'm pretty sure he would be honest with this too, that would scare a lot of teams is the end of the season for him. Uh, obviously, everybody, trainers, everybody knows, they talk. Um, he didn't get to pitch due to inning restraint. You know, obviously coming off of Tommy John, uh, he had just gotten back. They were trying to be cautious with him, but he was doing so good and they needed him for that team for the playoffs. The injury risk became a factor. And for him, he's had a few injuries in the past that puts up that red flag uh, on him, which sucks yeah. because, again, he is. He is a great pitcher. Uh, he definitely showed that big time this year. If people think differently, then they didn't watch baseball. Mm-hmm. The thing, again, like I said, what's going to scare most teams from getting him in a long, long-term deal is the injuries. Uh, I hope to see him get a three-year deal. I still think it's going to be kind of questionable. A part of me says that if he doesn't get a three-year, he'll get a one-year, and it sucks because then he has to reprove himself health-wise too after that. And that's what fucking pisses me off is the guy literally did so much in the amount of time that he did. Uh, What people need to understand, he went from throwing, and we talked about this before when he was on the show with us, he threw, I want to say, 30 or 40 innings and then he jumped to 130 to 150 innings. That's a massive jump for people that understand. A guy coming back from Tommy John, that's not what you do. That's not ideal. So they did put him at risk, and obviously the competitor that he is, of course he's going to take the ball. Nobody in their right mind is going to say no. When you're in a playoff atmosphere type of season, you know when he was needed the most at the end, it was playoff baseball right there. And so that's the thing that scares a lot of teams. I feel like Uh, I personally would like to see him sign. I think with Texas, Uh, that would be a great pickup for them. Um, But I also, as I said before, you're probably going to see him go West coast and I see him going angels. Mm. They need pitching bad. So I see him going out West, but again, and I hope he, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does get a fairly decent, uh, time frame of deal at least three years i hope he gets that um hopefully he gets more 
But I think that's the big red flag is the injuries. That's yeah. my that's that's my big free agent yeah. right there. Sorry. So if you guys who do you think is gonna be the first one off the market? Man, first one, I don't know. I I, I want to see Freddie Freeman. I don't think he's gonna be the first one off though. Um do you but, think he uh, goes to the Dodgers? I don't really have a good I think he goes back to the Braves. There's no I, way they let him go away. I I, I heard there's strong smoke around him and the Yankees. Mm. It makes sense, but I, I know they're going. They're trying to trade for Matt Olson. Everybody is. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that would make sense. I mean, they 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 could use him. But what about you know, Castellanos I, too? Is out there. I love Castellanos, man. Good hitter, very also, good hitter. He also got Correa, Story, and Bryant as well. I think this is another one. I think Story also signs a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. I think he goes Has back. I think, I think Story and Correa go he, back, go back to Houston, and they go back to Colorado, and then start this whole process again next year. I I don't think I think Correa gets a, a a pretty good deal. Okay, goes back. I would say a five year, nothing don't too forget, crazy. Don't forget uh, about Kikuchi too. Yeah, I see. Uh, I think Kikuchi goes back to Seattle. I think, uh, or he goes to Anaheim and joins Shohei. Um, I think though. Story is definitely going to get the one-year deal. I agree with you, Chop. Goes back to Colorado, has to reprove himself again. There was concerns of, I think it was his elbow or his knee. I think is what it was. I can't remember what it was. That was the big concern yeah. with him uh, missing time. That's the thing with injuries. That's That becomes the the big factor when it comes to this. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. I was there. I, I had injuries. People were questioning if I was able to throw or whatnot. So... I think that's going to be the red flag. And with everything that's happened, you're going to see a lot of one-year deals. And again, like Choppy said, we just restart the process again. Yeah. I still could see Carlos ending up with a Dodger. That kind of sticks with the West Coast. I think I also agree with you that the Rangers are a possibility. Um, I also think he's one of the bigger free agent names in terms of starting pitching. Um, I think it also kind of depends where Kikuchi goes. Because a lot of the teams that are interested in Carlos are all also interested in Kikuchi. Yeah, yeah but so I think if, I, if he goes back to Seattle and the big name teams like that are supposedly after him, namely the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, don't get Kikuchi, that immediate pivot point becomes Carlos. Have those guys pitched uh, good in Yankee Stadium? Um, that's one thing that they, I feel like, you know, if it's me and I'm trying to get him, is he going to, has he performed well when he comes to my house? Well, let's see. But I, yeah, I, I think Carlos falls before Kikuchi. Well, I think either one of them is going to be a metric for the other. Kikuchi's going to go back to, Kikuchi goes back to Seattle. He stays in the West. It's it's for the Japanese market. He's he's yeah. gonna stay out west. I think you're right. But out west could mean Angels, Dodgers, Grand Dodgers, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Oakland. Yeah. And I think yeah. it also depends if Kershaw stays with the Dodgers or goes to the Rangers. How does that affect payroll for them? I don't see Kershaw going to the Rangers. I don't you, think he, you think he's staying with the Dodgers? You don't go yeah, that or your life type. to uh, yeah. the Rangers at this point. I don't see it. 
don't get me wrong. Yes, everybody wants to come back and pitch at home. You know, you want to pitch in front of your your hometown. Yeah. But this this is not the case. Well, I, I what I think what I was more getting with because I see in here that uh, Rodon goes first out of the two, but Kuchi goes to the Cubs. I think what I'm getting at is that if once if these teams feel that if the teams that are in on both feel that one is going to go strongly to another team and all these teams are in need of a three guy or a two guy, that immediate pivot point yeah. with a yeah. lot of oh, money yeah. goes to whoever's not signed or whoever they don't think is signing it. A team you just mentioned too, I see them being spenders too. Cubs. The Cubs? Well, they got to get something besides Stroman. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They, well, that's the thing is we don't know what, what was going to happen. The, the lockout killed all that. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot of excitement. Um, don't forget Anthony Rizzo. That's another one that's out there. Well, if if the Yankees, hold the on, Yankees just, will want either one of Rizzo or Freeman. Here's my thing too. Do the do the Rangers have a first baseman? Guzman, maybe they consider him. If I'm okay, if I'm the Rangers, let's go get Rizzo. Do you want Rizzo more or a lot or of money starting, though? Do you want Rizzo or starting pitcher though? We can spend. They've got money. We can spend. Yeah, They've they held have, out for what is this? The third year of the new stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Or They've held out. Second year. No, it opened with no, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the second year. They they have to go get Rizzo. I mean that'd be nice. I don't see it happening. I don't see him signing up with a re- with a rebuild. Okay, let me put it this way, though. You go get Rizzo after getting Simeon and Seager, and you're going to go get some pitching, too. As long as you get Rizzo, that's not a rebuild anymore. No, you're fair. That's fair. But I think you have to get your pitcher matters, too, though. Correct. You, but you, you definitely you, need, you have, you definitely need you, a good one or two you need, you need it. Yeah, you definitely. If you're going to get Rizzo, you need at least one dud of a pitcher. Yeah. Stud, not dud. They don't want a dud. And that and that's the only thing that I would say that would kill it is for Rodon is he would not become they'd have to get somebody who is the track record is there there like health wise. But how many free agent pitchers are there right now with the track well, record? I don't being even know stellar. who. I don't know who the free agents are out there. Uh, let me look. I don't mean twenty twenty. Oh God, you can't get uh, Castillo and Rizzo. That just doesn't happen. And lone yeah. lone snow troop, you're not getting Rizzo and Kershaw. Ha! That would be. So I mean, it's not a good move. The available starting pitchers, provided they don't pull a trade right now, um, is Rodon, Kershaw, Granky, Tyler Anderson, Michael Pineda, Bacucci, Danny Duffy, Stephen, uh, Danny Duffy, Johnny Cueto, Brett Anderson, Matt Harvey. Though who knows what his status is right now at the league. Yeah. Uh, Zach Davies, Matthew Boyd, Drew Smiley, J.A. Happ. Uh, I can see Steven the Rangers Brock, going after Matt Boyd. Uh, Trevor Cahill. Yeah, I, I like him. Willie Peralta, Tommy Malone, Chris Ellis. Uh, Go back to this, the top of your list that you're saying. Well, it's, it's just enough. It's just an order. Oh, oh yeah. God, that sucks. Uh, trying to see if there's any notable names here. Chris Archer. Uh, Carlos Martinez, Wade Danny Duffy. Hold on, Danny Duffy's out there. Uh, yes, he's out there. It's not a bad pickup, too. Julio Tehran. Okay. Uh, Tanner Roark. 
Um, Jake Arietta, Scott Kazmir. I mean, but of all those names, you're right. There's only a few that would be a proven track record in terms of a oh, one or get, two spot. That would actually work then. You could actually get Rizzo and you could get a Rodon and a Matthew Boyd or because uh, you can get those yeah. for, like I said, smaller deals. Boyd's yeah. going to have to have a rebound so you can get him for a one-year deal. You get Carlos, you could either get him for a one-year deal or a three-year deal. Yeah. Or one year with an option or yeah. two year with an option. And then you then you can really, hey, now we can go after some big mm-hmm. big names yeah. for the next year. Because a lot of like your big guys, like Scherzer signed, Gosman uh, signed, Erod signed, Race, Robbie Ray signed. Oh, it was a great free agent frenzy and it's going to be great here in the next yeah. couple of days too. Oh, yeah, because you still got guys who are still available. Big uh, yeah. Castellanos, obviously, Jorge Soler, Conforto. Um, who uh, who else is still not signed right now? There's a bunch of guys who are still not signed. Uh, Ian Desmond, Schwarber, who's... Here's a funny thing. Like, Schwarber's, like, uh, value just skyrocketed because of the universal DH. Yep. Now a National oh, League team yeah. can seriously look at him. Um, <laughs> to- Tommy Pham. Is a free agent, Jock Peterson, free agent, uh, Corey Dickerson, Correa, obviously, Story, uh, Simmons is a free agent still, Chris Bryant, obviously, big name, still on the board. Um, there's a bunch of just talent that's still out there. It's just how much, how much money is out there. Got to spend, though. Got to spend. That's yeah, the key. Do. No matter what we sit here and say, it doesn't matter. You have to spend. And I can uh, see the Rangers making some noise. I think... Derek, if you're a pitcher, if you're a free agent pitcher, how important is it to you to sign... Well, I am. No, what I'm saying, right, but... <laughs> okay. Derek, you're a free That's agent pitcher. world where you're you, but you're yeah. not really you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you, I got you. Uh, how, especially if you're a starter, how important is it for you to sign quickly considering with the expedited spring training and spring training starting in three days? For me, it's huge because I want to get out there ASAP. I want to get to where my team is. I always made it every year that, and I can use this now, I try to get signed as, not necessarily as quick as I can, but quick enough that I can get out there and get used to the the staff and everybody that's out there and get get established with that organization there. I wanna I wanna be set in stone and not be panicking. Like I'm gonna be you said spring training what starts in three days? Yeah. I ain't got no job, so I'm gonna be panic mode. So I'm literally I have to sit here and wait until I can get a phone call. Spring training might start before I can even get there. Do you think it's 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 harder rather for pitchers to adapt than disposition players in the situation that you're in right now? Pitchers. I got to get used to a catcher. I have to establish like I have to get that connection with the one and two catchers. Hoping that obviously I'm assuming that I've got a big league contract. So I'm obviously on the team or I'm not. So I want to start get established with those catchers. Now, if I'm a guy that's on the bubble, which more than likely that's how I'm always going to be from here on out, I got to get there. And now I have to, I have to make a statement day one. There yes, is no time for me to, harder. Yeah, I, ha- I have zero 
zero time to have any mishaps. And that's the thing that scares me too, that people need to understand going into this spring training and how everything is. I hate saying this. I really do. You're going to see more injuries this year. Oh, yeah, you are. Just like in 2020. Because there is zero chance we have gotten to work with trainers. I have to literally, for example, right now, I train at APEC in Fort Worth. And then after I get done training there, I go and work with the trainers at TMI, which is a rehab facility for all the other athletes that are there that had surgeries, all that stuff. Because I have no access to any big league trainer that I know. I'm not allowed to talk to them. I'm not allowed to see them, any of that stuff. So I can't get the stretching that I would normally try to get. So I have to go to a facility and guys that trains and stretches big league guys, big league rehabbers, I have to use him over and over, which luckily for me, I get to. But there's a lot of guys that don't get to do that. There is so many guys that there's guys that are flying in that I see that are just doing treatment and whatever and just being able to get stretched just to kind of get checked out, see where they're at. And that that's what people don't understand. It's a scary thing. Like, I hope to God we don't have a high number of injuries, but you're going to have that because we don't have we didn't have access. We couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't do anything to better myself. When it came think, to that, well, I think also people will be pushing themselves harder in a shortened spring training. Hundred percent, especially guys like myself that are trying to make a team. We have to come in balls to the wall, ready to go. And like, I have to, I have yeah. to fucking, really I have to pretty much pitch perfect to make yeah, a team. Really so, spring training starts the thirteenth, which is Sunday. Um, it is also a mandatory report date. Um except for players who have visa issues coming into the country that will be given more time. Yeah. Um, and the regular season only starts three days later than originally planned. So you're cutting spring training in half. You're going to start playing games in yeah, five days. Yeah. And then you're going to have situations where there's going to be people who are signed. I mean, there's always situations every year where there's one or two players who are signed very late in the process. But in this case, you could have a bunch of big-name players who are not signed by Sunday. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and now you're going to have to have these players, yourself included, Derek, pick up your bags and move wherever you got to move within a, a day. day and be ready to go. I literally, I'll put it this way. This is how it's going to be because I, I already know this is what it's going to be. Let's say I get my phone call Monday morning, Monday afternoon, whatever. Hey, we're ready to sign this deal. Like you, you got it, whatever I sign with whoever, whoever. Now I have to leave literally that night. Like I, and the thing is for me, I have to drive. Like I'm driving out there because I want my vehicle there. Cause I'm going to be there for a while. I'm not going to try to ship it. It's going to take too much time. Like it's too, I'm too much so going, going somewhere else. Yeah. I might be leaving already. There's not, it's not like we have access to go to a, a shipping service and be like, Hey, can you get my truck tomorrow? It's not going to work like that. So it's, it's, it's literally going to be a shit show. Now, not only that, think about the people that have wives and kids yeah. that don't have contracts yet. Oh, we got to up and go. Sorry. See you. Good luck. You got to pack this shit up. Like, that's it. That's all I can tell you. And, was, and a lot of guys like to arrive early. hundred percent. There's a which, lot of guys that want to arrive early, which not only for their own personal benefit, but it also helps out their wives and their family able to help them get stuff where they need to get when you have a little bit of a cushion. Yep. But you're right. I mean, you got guys Not anymore. There's a chance that guys like Correa and Freeman could literally be be signed 
on Sunday. And then they got to leave. <laughs> they got to be there. Yeah. On Monday. Up and ready to go. And they will. I mean, everyone here is, I mean, you guys you're are all professionals, have, but. I hate to say it, but you're going to have the exception, though. Like, if those guys sign, they're going to be like, hey, I'm not going to be there until the next day. Sorry. Like, I got to pack my shit and I'm right, driving right. But, out there. But even still, that's still an under 24-hour turnaround. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or at most a 36-hour turnaround. It's not like, it's not like prior where, like, you know, I mean, Scherzer, take Scherzer, for example. Like, he signed prior to the lockout. He knew he was going to be a Met. So he can still at least get his affairs in order in Port St. Lucie. Yeah, he can get whether or not he reports there, he can still have he can still find a rental, he can still do whatever he needs to do down there and get stuff done. Yeah, so that's that's a good point right there, too. I gotta find me a place to live. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing that sucks, like, and I know everybody's like, oh, don't be don't be such a baby, but like now people are gonna just be like upcharging right away. Oh yeah. They already do upcharge for spring training. I know, but I'm saying it's going to be even worse now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... God, what a shit show. I, you're right, You're right. though. It's the, the turnaround is going to be insane. The, the finding, finding a place is going to be insane. If you were signed before the CBA lockout, then you're, you're, you got lucky. You knew where you were going. Yeah. Now it's... I wish that was the case. Good luck. Have fun. Don't get hurt. Yeah. show up in time but any of you guys have anything else you want to add today a little bit shorter one today but i think no it's good it was for, a good good choppy but i mean it's uh the most exciting part is you know we're finally back baseball's yeah. back we can bring the entertainment back and you know fans can start being passionate again about the fan or i mean the game and you know it's just time to get back out there and have fun i will say for those people listening live right now um provided derek has is signed with a team you may see some weird scheduling coming forward just as he gets settled and who's on the podcast who's not on the podcast because his day job is a little demanding and Um, it's a priority yes um so we'll keep you guys posted as that goes on the podcast is still going to be ongoing things just may shift depending on availability of whether or not he is playing. And of course, when we get into the season, you guys all know what happened last year. We will work with what we got. Um, but we're still going to try to backload with guests and other, bring other people on so it's still going. We're not going anywhere. Derek's just going to go play baseball for a living. So he can't be too upset about that. But that's going to do it for us um, today. For myself, Choppy, and Derek, thanks for tuning in and listening as always. We'll see you guys this time next week although probably on tuesday or wednesday instead of thursday make sure you guys listen wherever you guys want to listen on apple podcasts spotify wherever you guys want to listen um we hope to see you guys next week thanks for hanging see ya lights